here's a story from the world. The quake also caused extensive damage in Syria. On the southern side of the border with Turkey is the Syrian province of Idlib, home to millions of people displaced by years of civil war in Syria. The world's Shirin Jafari reports on how people there are dealing with the aftermath of the quake. Abdul Kafi Al Hamdo first felt the tremors at around 4 in the morning. His first thought was that it must be another bombing. The country has been at war for more than a decade, and the sound of airstrikes are not that unusual. But a bombing, it wouldn't last for that time because, oh, the first two, 10 seconds, no, it's still moving, so I knew that it's earthquake. Al Hamdo and his wife scooped up their two kids and started to leave the house. But I find nowhere to escape. In the confusion, he says, he wasn't sure if outside was any safer, so they decided to stay inside. Thankfully, their home wasn't destroyed. It was when Alhamdo stepped out to survey the damage that he realized the scale of the devastation. Hello again. This is Adi Kafi, Alhamdo. In fact, I'm here in Al-Tarib city. I'm here in, the, in fact, over... I'm, I'm, I'm standing over the main market of the city. Alhamdo this shared area, this video with me that he shot this morning in one of the nearby cities. Behind him, no structure is intact. There's a large excavation vehicle nearby, but people are seeing using their bare hands to search for survivors. I saw some people who were waiting, putting their ears on the rubble, waiting any response from under the rubble to know that their relatives or beloved are still alive. <laughs> Later, he shared this video. Rescuers rushed a newborn away from a collapsed building and to safety. Alhamdo says the baby's mother had just given birth in the midst of the rubble. Hospitals in that part of Syria are overwhelmed. Dr. Shajur Islam is an anesthesiologist in one of the hospitals in Idlib. When I tell you this is the worst I've ever seen, I literally mean that. Over the past seven years, Islam has seen a lot of suffering from the fighting. But this is much worse, he says. We're literally at the entrance of the hospital deciding which patients we're going to try to save, which patients we're not even going to make an attempt to save. He says they're putting several patients in one bed. They're figuring out who gets a ventilator because they have so few of those. All other hospitals in the area are closed, Islam says, either because of the war or because they don't have the supplies to continue operating. Islam says before the earthquake, they used to send some patients across the border to Turkey to get treatment. They can't do that now. Unfortunately, because Turkey is overstretched with the amount of casualties they have, they've closed the border. So they're not accepting any of our patients. An earthquake of this magnitude would be hard for any functioning state to deal with. But this part of Syria is controlled by a rebel group. The Syrian government has fought to take back Idlib over the years, but it hasn't succeeded. Millions of people fled from other parts of the country to Idlib. Jennifer Higgins is with the International Rescue Committee. These are also communities that have been living in perpetual conflict zones. They've witnessed multiple atrocities, and many of them are really living with life-changing, not only physical, but also emotional wounds. And they've already been displaced multiple times. There is only one UN-mandated border crossing that is open for humanitarian aid to get through. The main response for Northwest Syria fundamentally moves through this Bab al Hawa crossing checkpoint. The vote at the UN to keep that border crossing open was renewed last month, and it's only good for six months. The main amount of medical supplies that are going into Northwest Syria are also through this crossing. And we really have to think about the capacity now for, for that health system to be able to scale up and respond as necessary. 
the weather has been cold in this part of Syria. As the sun started to set today, the rescue efforts continued. In videos shared with me, volunteers from the first responder group called the White Helmets turn on their headlamps and head out to try to reach people trapped under the rubble. For the world, I'm Shirin Jafari.